Hey guys, welcome back to Uncommon Sense. Okay, so on this episode, I want to talk about um, Dylan Mulvaney. I think that he, she, it um, is really just quite a creature. I don't really even understand how we are at this place in the world where I have to talk about men who dress up as women on my podcast as if they're not insane. Like, how is it that in the world right now, we are letting these crazy people lie to us about what is and isn't true. And not only is it crazy, it is extremely dangerous to everybody participating in the whole trans community nonsense. But just like everything else, of course, the leftist progressives are not looking into what actually takes place when somebody is transitioning, pretending to transition from their biological gender into this new imaginary gender that they have decided that they are. It's also very fascinating that you, I mean, so far at least, I haven't seen that you can transition to one of these other million genders that they pretend exist, another lie, another millions of lies. But there are two genders. There are only two genders and you are your biological gender for life at a cellular level, like it or not, you're not going to be able to transition from your gender to the opposite gender. But I do think it's fascinating. And it's just like the whole uh, bisexual thing where they don't understand how hypocritical they are over in progressive land, because anything goes in progressive land. So even if they are hypocrites, it doesn't really count in their eyes. Um, The Bible talks a lot about people being right in their own eyes. And I do want people to understand that that is what's happening at a macro level in our world right now, not just with the transition um, issue, but with everything that is coming out where these are lies that people have decided to adopt just because they feel better um, whenever they're accepting these lies as truth. And it is like the my true thing that is totally right in your own eyes. And I talk about that in my book, which comes out very, very soon. So editing has been kind of a nightmare. But, uh, you know, we're getting we're getting that book ready for you guys. And I'm really excited for you guys to read culture, the dangers of herd mentality, and why we're headed in the wrong direction. Because all of these things come down to the basic truth that there are so many cults developing in our world right now, and so many people are adhering to these cults. It's interesting because the left, the progressive left, will very much adhere to the rules of all of these different cults. And again, they just don't really care as long as they get social credit as and social credit score does exist in our country right now. We all just don't know what our scores are. So just like they have those in other communist nations, those are coming to America and it is heartbreaking. I get really down thinking about the way that America really is headed into a communist China direction. Again, China has no morals, has no faith. I mean, atheism is really their country's main religion, and it's not a religion. But some say it's not a religion. I really think that it takes a lot more faith to be an atheist, because how in the world can you have so much faith in a tiny little particle that you think exploded? It's interesting. Um, And where did the particle come from? Nobody wants to talk about that. But yeah, I do not want to head in a communist China direction, but we are headed in a communist China direction. And communism 
always starts with lies and abuse and getting people to accept lies and abuse so that they can, it, it just is weak men trying to have power over other people. And instead of earning that power and doing good with that power, they manipulate their way into taking that power and then they hurt people and they kill people and it always ends in death and destruction. And unfortunately, we really are headed in that direction and a lot of people in our country are not spiritually prepared for the battle that we are facing. Again, I do hope and pray that it is just a, um, you know, spiritual battle to me is like the worst kind of warfare and we are all in that. But I do hope that it's just a spiritual battle. I do hope that it's just an intellectual war. I don't want anything physical to happen to anybody, but we are headed in a really bad direction and reading your Bible is going to prepare you for all of it, really. And, I, and I'm and i always encouraging you guys to read your Bibles for that exact reason. Um, and it applies to this transgender stuff as well, because the Bible is very clear that there are two genders. And there's no transitioning in, in the Bible. You're not going to find people in the Bible uh, chopping off their penises or trying to cut their arms off and make fake fake penises that are non-functioning if you're a woman and you're trying to become a man. It's just absolute insanity. But the Bible is ultimately about a separation. It's about division. It is about removing the holy from the unholy. It is about taking the clean from the unclean. And it is about how we are the chosen people and the rest are just not. And a lot of people get really mad when I say this, but it's called the elect. If you read your Bible, then you would know that. But the elect is the group of people in the world who God has chosen. I fall in that group. I hope that you fall in that group. Um, but God has his select people and we fall in that. And that means that we are special and everybody will be like, Oh, wow. Okay. So you're special, you know, la di da. Um, but we are. And when God calls you, you will feel that and you will know that you are you are called to a higher standard and you are called to understand the Bible and you are called to talk about it in a very bold and strong way. Um, you know, you don't need to Jehovah witness everybody out here. You don't need to go bang down doors and force people to believe in something. Ultimately it is about choice, but you do need to be prepared, especially if, you know, you call yourself one of the elect, you need to be out here understanding the Bible, telling people what is in the Bible and calling out all of these lies like transgenderism when they arise. Um, and it's just a huge issue. It is not about accepting people for who they really are. What it is about is about accepting people for the exact opposite of who they really are. It's about accepting people who want to pretend to be something that they are not it is not about accepting people the way that they are. They are changing everything about themselves and they are changing everything about themselves in a very superficial way. I wish that people could understand that you are so much more than your sexual orientation or your gender or any of these other superficial things, race, all of this stuff that the left concentrates on so heavily. This is not who you are. These things, these attributes, these are not who you are. Your soul is who you are. And that is why it is so important to know who you are in Christ. Because if you don't don't know who you are in Christ, then your soul is going to be clueless. It's going to be lost. It's going to be literally out here wandering around, not knowing who it is. And that's why you guys are latching on to all of this superficial stuff. Like, oh, and why you even have the time to think, oh, maybe I'm a man. Maybe I'm a man. And maybe I need to chop off a part of my leg or my arm and make a fake non-functioning penis and have the doctor totally maim me and inject me with all of these hormones that is going to be completely 
completely irreversible. I'm not going to be able to change all of the damage this does. But surely, surely this is going to be who I really am. And I'm just going to feel really, really great after the fact. The hard truth is that a lot of transgender people end up detransitioning. On March 12th, it was Detransition Awareness Day. And that is a day to talk about how a lot of people are detransitioning. They go into these horrible doctors who agree to do this to them. All of the doctors, you think this is affirming healthcare to go into these doctor's offices and say, hi, sir, I think I'm a man. Can you please take a part of my flesh and turn it into a penis and then attach it to my body and I won't be able to use it, but at least I'll be able to pretend like I am a man. Can you do that for me? And all of these doctors who are agreeing to do it, of course, see these people as big fat dollar signs and they're going to do it and they don't care. The other harsh truth is that a lot of doctors don't really care about their patients. They see dollar signs. They see you come in and they, especially with this issue, see, oh, wow, okay, it's a crazy one. But you know what? We can really make some bank on this. We're going to just do that. And so that's what they're doing. Doctors know. Doctors know you can't change your gender. They have to spend years, almost a decade in school, learning all about science. So they know at a fundamental level that you cannot change your gender. So they are going against their own knowledge and the Hippocratic Oath, which states, first do no harm, which all of the doctors who are doing the affirming health care for the transgender community, they are doing harm. They are first doing harm. That is literally what they are doing. Um, but they're doing it for money. And so all of these transgender people think, oh, they're on our side. Look at these progressive, wonderful leftist doctors who care about us and are so compassionate. No, 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 they don't. They see you as a lot of money. They see you as a quick fix, um, fix in quotation marks. They see you as a potential return dollar sign, because if you do detransition, you'll probably have the same doctor get you back in order because they fouled you up in the first place and they'll know how to undo it hopefully um and so they just see a massive freaking dollar sign this whole transgender thing where people in mass are acting like well we are just so compassionate because wow look they feel they feel like the opposite gender as if i didn't feel like a platypus at four years old i felt like a platypus you guys thank god that my doctors didn't take me to the hospital and say okay we need you to chop off her hands but both of her hands because you, what we need you to do is you need to make a bill. You need to make a platypus bill and you need to put it on her mouth because she is, she is a, a platypus. Don't tell us she's not a platypus and make her a platypus because that is what she is saying that she is. She is four and she, she would know. No, my parents didn't do that. Why? Because my parents are intelligent and my parents homeschooled us so that we wouldn't be idiots and can think for ourselves. Thank God. Um, but no, my parents would have never, would have never turned me into a platypus. My parents would have also not ever allowed me to try to become a man. I, I literally was like kind of a tomboy. I had like a tomboy face. I think a lot of girls have a tomboy face, but I remember going through a short tomboy boy phase where I didn't want any of the Barbie dolls. I didn't want to play with any of the baby dolls. I wanted a GI Joe. So my mom got me a GI Joe and I was having a great time playing with my GI Joe. We were, you know, getting ready for war and stuff. Guess not much has changed. Um, but I did have like a tomboy era. And I remember whenever I had my GI Joe, cause he had, you know, camouflage clothes or whatever. I was like, I'm totally, whenever I turn 16, I'm going to 
spray a car camouflage and it's going to be mine. It's going to be camouflage. Like now looking back on that time in my life when I really thought I was going to do that. Uh, thank God I never did. Um, that's appalling to think about because there's nothing I hate worse now in my life than the pattern of camouflage and no offense to anybody who likes that, but, um, just no, just no for me at this point in my life. But I did have like a tomboy era, but just because you, you know, have a tomboy era or you, you know, the reverse of that where boys are maybe wanting to play with a girl thing or something for like a hot second. It doesn't mean that they are that gender. It doesn't mean that they want to transition. But now it's not even just adults that are doing this whole transition thing. It is children and it is parents who want those brownie points of being caring and compassionate, even though, again, it is the reverse of that. Um, they want those points from their friends. So it's just like the drag queen story hours. These parents don't freaking care. They don't care about raising their children in the right way. They don't care about God. They don't care about right versus wrong. They will literally do whatever it takes to get social approval, which again is what I've been telling you guys forever is like the hardest core drug that I see out in the culture right now is just social approval, acceptance from your peers. Your peers are idiotic. I, ha I hate to be the one to have to tell you guys this, but your peers are really dumb. They're really dumb and it's not that hard to be much better than any of them, but you guys don't care about that, what you care about is getting their approval. And I just can't imagine a more stupid idea than wanting the approval of idiots, um, especially versus the approval of God, the maker of the universe. I don't know. That just doesn't even seem like a close call. It just feels like it would be really, really easy to go with uh, God. I, I, don't, I don't know, but that's just me. Anyway, the bottom line is that it's unbiblical. It is unbiblical to pretend that you're the opposite gender. It is unbiblical to pretend that there are more than two genders. God made Adam and then he made Eve from Adam. He did not make all these other genders from Adam. And that's because he didn't need to, and he didn't want to, and he didn't. And that is just the way that it is. So everybody will get very mad about that and we'll just, but that's because everybody is so self-idolizing and everybody just wants to have their way. And it's just, it comes from a place of such selfishness and I get it because we're selfish creatures, like it or not. But you've just got to, and I say it all the time, but step out of yourself and look at yourself and think, wow, you're being stupid. Obviously, God's way is the right way. He made all of this. I don't even know if that was an intro. It was a very long intro if it was, but we're going to do a little music uh, second, and then we're going to talk about Dylan Mulvaney um, because this is a creature who thinks he is a girl who is not a girl. He is a man, um, and he went on Drew Barrymore's whatever she has going on. It's like, a show i guess it's a show i just have not i thought drew barrymore like her last thing that she ever did was like ever after when she was cinderella and then i don't remember seeing her ever again until i just saw this uh clip of dylan mulvaney on her on her show so we're going to talk about what happened during her interview of dylan mulvaney and also i want to play a clip so that you guys can hear it for yourselves and then i want to describe what she did that i found extremely appalling but also very telling about the culture and how it is exactly the issue what she did physically is very representative of what the problem is figuratively in our culture <laughs>
we get into the Dylan Mulvaney nonsense on the Drew Barrymore show, I do need to tell you guys about police coffee. I've told you guys about this before. I love the police. I love coffee. And whenever I found police coffee, I thought, hmm, I better try it. So I tried it. It's very, very good. They have a lot of different roasts that you can try, and they're all really, really good. Their story is that they are an officer-owned business dedicated to crafting the finest coffees and blends and shipped as soon as they are made to provide you with the freshest coffee available. Each batch is roasted fresh by people who know what it means to stay vigilant and their specialty coffees do not waste one drop when flavor is concerned. If you guys want to check that out, I will have a link below. And if you go soon, you can get 10% off. So now let's talk about Dylan Mulvaney. Um, This is, again, a creature. I know that a lot of people are going to be like, you are a bigot for calling Dylan Mulvaney a creature. He's a creature. He is a creature. I don't know how else to describe it. Dylan Mulvaney is, um, he's a person. I don't want to say he's not a human being. He is, but he is so confused about what he is. And it actually makes me very, very sad. I know that he is out here misleading the population. And a lot of these young kids are jumping onto this transgender bandwagon because it is a bandwagon and it's popular and it will get them likes and views and shares and thumbs up and yay, you're doing great, sweetie. Um, from everybody who's watching them on social media, I spend a lot of time on social media for work and for everything that I do, but it is such a toxic environment because I know what kind of stuff gets a reaction from the masses and it's not the stuff that should. I mean, it's just like the radio and the songs that do well. It's not, it's trash. It's really the hot trash that does the best and that is really no different on social media, which is why all of these girls are twerking on TikTok and their parents are twerking with them, mothers pimping out their daughters, mothers pimping out themselves. And it's just immoral and it's just wrong and it's not biblical and God hates it. He hates to see what we are doing to ourselves, literally maiming ourselves now and pretending we're the opposite gender. But there are a million genders is what we keep saying, even though we know that that's not true. But my point is that these kids will see all of this stuff get popular on TikTok, on all of these social media platforms. And so they'll start to think, hmm, am I transgender? Probably, yeah, because look at all of the attention these people are getting. I'm probably transgender. I should probably go to the doctor and get my penis chopped off. I should probably go to the doctor and get injected full of hormones and completely ruin my life. Irreversibly so, I should probably do that. So a lot of these kids are just jumping on because it's a bandwagon. A lot of kids, because we have taken God out of the schools, I'm not for forcing religion on anybody, but we have taken God completely out of the schools and we have taken him out of really everywhere. And so there's this huge spiritual void out here that people are trying to fill with this, again, superficial, stupid, absolutely detrimental to their health stuff. And it is horrible. And it is sad to watch because I know that what a lot of these people need is really just to read their Bible and have a relationship with God. And then they would start to see things very, very clearly. And they would know that they are being manipulated by big pharma, by social media companies, to be honest. Why aren't social media companies filtering all of that out? They'll filter all of the wholesome stuff out, all of the stuff about God, all of the Bible verses, all of the stuff that would actually help people. And then they're, and then they're letting all of the super sexual content, all of the super, yeah, go maim yourself at the doctor content. They will let that soar and fly and flourish and everybody gets to see it. Um, you know, algorithms are a huge, huge problem. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, it's great because I was just thinking about this ad or this thing that I need. And, and then an ad pops 
up for exactly that thing. It's a really creepy how it almost seems like the algorithms can tell what we're thinking. And that's happened to me before too, where I didn't tell anybody about this thing that I was thinking about, but then it shows up on my algorithms and it's like, how does it know? How does it know what we're thinking? Okay. Um, you know, Elon Musk wants to put Neuralink in all of our brains. <laughs> it's like, do we already have that? And we just don't know, like, what kind of simulation are we in? Am I allowed to even say these things? It's like, I don't even know. It just feels like we're in inception or something. And it's like, how do the algorithms know that like what we're thinking and what we're, you know, thinking about buying and then it shows up in our algorithms. But anyway, the algorithms are intense. The algorithms are targeting people and they have a very specific agenda and narrative in mind. And uh, it just shouldn't be that crazy of a thing to suggest that they do. Obviously, the elite want to control everybody. Why wouldn't they want that? They're the elite. They want to stay the elite. And so what better way to do that other than to confuse everybody about everything? If y'all are out here confused, you are going to be so easily controllable. This is what happens in abusive relationships. It happens in abusive friendships. It happens in abusive families. It's just gaslighting. It's just like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Oh, are you confused? Do you need me to take care of you? Are you okay? Like it is total manipulation and abuse and it's not okay. Um, but that is why the elite are so into this idea of transgenderism. That is why they fully support it. Um, and especially the progressive elite, which have a vested interest in everything unbiblical and everything not of God, because you will be so lost. You will be so lost without God. You will be so lost running around as a pagan and you will be looking for something to worship and the government will be right there waiting to take care of you to save you from the confusion that they caused you. And so you will worship them. You will worship the government. You will make the government your God. And so pagans are the perfect target for these elite monsters who are extremely abusive and manipulative. And again, that is just the communist way. It is how all communists come into a power. It is how they all hold power for so long before everything goes to shit. And sorry, sorry, but that's what it is there's not another word. Um, everything will go to shit. And, and it just always goes that way. So do not trust communists. Why does anybody trust communists? I mean, people have to understand that they're evil, right? Like, do people understand that they're evil? You, nobody studies history. Anyway, I don't want to go on too many rabbit trails and too many rants. But the thing that I'm trying to say is that reading your Bible and understanding it is going to protect you from the power hungry elite in Washington, DC, everywhere in the world. You will just be able to think for yourself. A lot of people view religion, especially Christianity, as a, a form of brainwashing in and of itself. But you are so free when you understand where you come from, who God is, what he wants for you, and how he's looking out for you. And if you're not following his path, chances are you're going to get on a very destructive road and you are going to wonder how in the world you got there. And then you're going to turn again to the government for that um, for that savior. And so just why not make Jesus your savior since he is the actual savior of the world? I don't know. I don't understand. But I'm going to play a clip of this Dylan Mulvaney on um, Drew. Again, I just haven't heard her name in so long. I'm like, who is it? Drew Barrymore's show. And before I do play this, I want to remind you guys that Drew Barrymore is extremely cringe. Uh, one of the Catholics that got really mad about my last episode and my comment about um, Lent, I said that the best 
thing that Catholics can give up for Lent is Catholicism, and I stand by that. Everybody can get over it. Um, but there was a Catholic who was basically saying, cringe is such a low-level attack. It's actually a very high attack. It's a high-level attack because what? how do you describe cringing other than to say that something is cringe? I mean, I literally cringe when I see or hear Drew Barrymore. Like, she's just like a cringe lady. And especially in this clip with Dylan Mulvaney. But without further ado, let me just play that clip and then I want to give you guys my reaction. There is so much hatred directed at the trans community right now. It's everywhere. And I think the greatest weapon that I can contribute is trans joy and comedy and talking about hard you know, subjects and really intricate moments of a transition and try to let everybody in to see that, you know, I'm not a monster. I'm not somebody that, you know, um, is trying to, to do anything but be myself. I think having my chosen family and the people that I love to take care of me, but I also think there's something just about, uh, making sure that you're you don't put something out there before you're ready and and really just surrounding yourself with good people it's interesting because i look at someone like you and i can't imagine anybody disliking you oh please do you know do you want to know ironically who uh dislikes me the most sometimes who myself oh me too oh and but i guess you know you've asked me now like You've asked me, like, what I would do to combat the hate, right? Yeah. But what do you do? If you read reviews, just like on social media, you are pretty much guaranteed a 50-50. Some like it, some don't. So you've got to be willing to bear down and brace for it. And I think... I think picking your battles, too. Yes. And sometimes I think the greatest... Uh, response can just be in the next joyous video or in the next win that you have because that just goes to show that like you are continuing on and whatever that those people are projecting onto you it isn't actually penetrating I couldn't agree more because another thing that you're making me realize is to not carry on in spite of others I'm sorry I just realized that I'm sitting on the floor with Drew I'm so happy to be doing this thank you for joining me on the floor the floor feel safer. It's just nice. The floor always feels safer. Like, how superficial can these people be? The left likes to really act like they are so caring and compassionate and open and transparent and honest. And I don't know if you guys could tell, but uh, whenever Dylan Mulvaney, who has, like, a much more female-sounding voice now because of all the hormones that he's injected himself with, again, with these doctors, these doctors who don't care and see him as a dollar sign are supplying him with. I mean, they're really... Uh, doctors are drug dealers in general, but, like, I mean, this is just wild. But he was basically saying, and I refuse to call transgender people by their preferred pronouns because God picked your pronouns when he created you in the womb, and if you don't like that, then take it up with him. Don't go to these doctors who want to destroy you for profit and then act like it's this wonderful thing. But anyway, there was a moment where D 
Dylan was just like, and talk about these hard. And it was like, he almost wanted to say truths, but then he was like, oh yeah, I'm living an entire lie. So I can't say that. He said, subjects, these hard subjects. But there was like a little bit of a moment where he was like, oh yeah, I can't say truth. So he said subjects. And so it just goes to show that even if they say this is my truth, deep down in their soul of souls, they know that they are lying. They know that they're lying. Um, Sorry, I keep getting notifications on this episode and I don't want to respond to anybody right now. So y'all can just chill. Everybody can just chill. I will respond when I can respond. There's been like a lot of personal stuff going on in my life recently. If you guys could be praying for me, that would be great. I am just, I feel like I'm fighting like a spiritual battle. This like personal stuff that's going on with my family right now like the general culture war that I'm always in. It's just like kind of sometimes it really does get to like wear me down and I feel like am I burning out? And then I'm like, okay, I'll be all right. I just need to pray and read my Bible and really like step back for a second and then I'm fine and then I'm good to go. But it does get uh, just like exhausting and taxing and I do feel... I do feel Satan like after me and maybe that sounds kind of crazy, but why wouldn't he be after me? Honestly, like Satan looks at Christians who are actually out trying to make a difference and thinks, huh? Yeah, we can't have that. So obviously I think that I would be a prime target for Satan, but I would really appreciate you guys praying for me because I do feel just, I just feel the weight of it all. And I do feel um, constantly kind of stressed that, you know, the government or somebody who doesn't like that I outed them or something on my podcast, like trying to come after me. And maybe that sounds like, you know, am I paranoid? No, I don't think I am because crazier things have happened, especially in Washington, D.C. And I just, I just feel the spiritual battle and I feel it in my soul. And I really would appreciate all of your guys' prayers because I just would. It would just be super stellar and super, what is it that the kids are saying these days? I saw something on Pinterest the other day. Oh, they said that would be super cash money of you. So that would be super cash money of you guys if you wanted to pray for me. Um, but moving right on along, this whole Drew Barrymore, Dylan Mulvaney interview was really weird and creepy to me. The main thing is that the left pretends to be super caring and compassionate and deep and intellectual and spiritually in tune, but they're very superficial. It is all unfulfilling for a reason. It's because it is lacking in God. It is lacking in biblical knowledge. It is lacking in truth. And so it's never going to be fulfilling. So all of these people, including all of the people in the transgender community, can keep lying to themselves repeatedly, trying to fill that spiritual void that they're always going to feel until they turn to God, but it will never work because they're refusing to turn to God. So I'm not here to be transphobic, although I am, and I'll just say it. If I see a trans person, I'm automatically freaked out. And you want to know why? It's because it's unnatural and it's unbiblical. And because it is hurting them. And I don't like seeing people get hurt. Uh, you know, I know that at a superficial level, it seems more caring and compassionate to pat them on the back and say, you're so brave. But I care about people's actual well-being, not just their perceived well-being. And so that is why I'm just really unashamed and unafraid of calling out all of the toxic, toxic, evil lies. These are toxic, evil lies. And they are not okay. And I really, you know, I 
pray for Dylan Mulvaney. I pray for him. I hope that he wakes up to the error of his ways. I hope he turns to God. I hope he can find his identity in something more, um, you know, something less superficial and something more with more depth and that he can really, uh, you know, not always need attention on TikTok and not always be putting on his feather boas and acting like a woman. The other thing as a woman, it's just so offensive. It is a caricature of what we are as women. We are not just lip gloss. We are not just, you know, nice purses. We are not just high heels and clothes. Like we're so much more than that. We bring life into the world. We are nurturers. We are teachers. God calls men to lead, not tyrannically, not domineeringly, not abusively, not manipulative. Don't be manipulative out here. Um, But God calls men to lead lovingly, like Jesus leads the church. They are not supposed to be out here, uh, you know, leading like communists or anything. But I think that a lot of men, I think that that's the reason that a lot of men are doing what Dylan Mulvaney has done. They're trying to transition. They're trying to go away from being men. Because, wow, that's a lot of pressure. Being a man is a lot of pressure. I am honestly so happy to be a female. I have my own biblical duties and roles, and I understand that, and I accept that. But men actually do have like a... It's like a, I mean, it's a harder calling and it just is, that's just the way that it is. They have a harder calling, I would say. And maybe a lot of men, you know, I mean, they're called to spiritually lead their wives and their families. They're called to lead their communities. Again, leading lovingly can be hard, especially when everybody's so stupid. Um, So they do have a hard calling and I don't want to pretend like they don't. So it makes sense to me in my brain that a lot of men would be trying to do what Dylan Mulvaney has done and transitioning out of being a man and being a woman. And then maybe you just don't have that pressure of being a man on you anymore. Like you are a woman now and, you know, you get to be a woman. I'm not saying that being a woman is easy or your biblical gender roles are, you know, not as important. I'm just saying that there are biblical gender roles and that men have a higher responsibility. And maybe a lot of men are trying to transition out of being men to avoid that responsibility. And the same really with women for different reasons. But a lot of women don't like the expectations that they have on themselves for their looks, for their career paths, for what's expected of them in society. And I think that that's why a lot of women are transitioning and trying to become men because they think, oh, patriarchy, power, look, wow, I will be so respected. And I, and they don't take into account all of the biblical gender roles for men. And, you know, they don't, nobody looks at things as deeply as they should or as they're called to. And that is why everybody is so confused and so depressed and so upset and so lonely and so confused. And But I do feel like a lot of women are doing the same thing that I think the men are doing, and they're just trying to get out of their biblical gender roles by becoming the opposite gender, completely forgetting about the fact that the opposite gender also has biblical gender roles. And you're not going to get out of taking responsibility for your gender role. Like you're going to have to face that sooner or later. And I just think that a lot of people are trying to escape that. Escapism is very in vogue. I don't know if y'all have noticed, but a lot of people will drink, smoke weed. Why is transitioning really any different? Everybody just wants to get out of facing reality. And it's really sad. It's really, really sad. But the last point that I want to make on this episode, because again, I was, I'm trying to do shorter episodes. And I told you guys that is that Drew Barrymore knelt and you couldn't see that because y'all can't see the video, but she knelt. So she was sitting down, they were both sitting down in chairs and then 
at some point during the interview, Drew Barrymore got out of her chair and she literally knelt like her knees on the ground and holding Dylan Mulvaney's hands or something. But she was kneeling before Dylan Mulvaney, this transgender person. And I just think that that was very um, telling for what I and others have been talking about in the culture for a very long time. We have been saying, you know, don't, don't take a knee to the culture. Not when it's like this, not ever. You do not need to be bowing to the culture. You do not worship the culture, but this is what happens when you take that spiritual void and you don't direct it at God. You need something to worship as a human being. You will worship something. If you are not worshiping God, you get to decide what that is. And I think everybody listening, I think you know what you worship. I think if you really sat down for a second and thought about, well, what do I prize the most of my life? Like, you know what you worship. Do you worship God or do you worship something else? Drew Barrymore was clearly worshiping the culture, worshiping this Mulvaney creature and Worshipping lies. I mean, that is what the culture is doing. And not just you little old harmless white lies as if those exist. Every lie is a bad lie. There is no lying in order to save feelings. You're always lying. Um, and it is a satanic thing. You can't you can't lie. You can't lie. Stop lying. You'll have to stop lying. Um, but she was basically saying, okay, I kneel before you, Dylan Mulvaney, and I accept this culture of lies, even if it means the kids going to maim themselves, injecting themselves full of hormones, making irreparable damage to their bodies. Um, I accept this because it is cool to do that, and I will be accepted by the other people in the culture who are also deluded into thinking that this is okay. That is what Drew Barrymore was saying. And unfortunately, you know, as a celebrity, she will have a lot of people watching and listening and following in her footsteps. But I just, as with every single episode, <laughs> challenge you guys to think for yourselves and really ponder the fact that we are headed in a very bad direction. Lies are never good. Satan wants you to destroy yourself because God made you and God wants you to prosper and to be healthy and happy and to worship him and to focus on the wholesome in life and to be a good person and to be an honest person. You really just need to think, why would Satan want people to be healthy and happy? and fruitful. And why wouldn't he want people to be maimed? If God made people, Satan wants to destroy us. And that is what the transgender community is doing. Um, the left is also, you know, they have their bright colors and their glitter, and they try to make all of this just extremely wicked stuff look like a party and like it's fun and happy and it couldn't possibly be you know, from Satan. But of course, Satan's going to do that. Of course, Satan's going to do that. He's not going to come. A lot of people think Satan is just going to come as this dark shadow with fire, breathing dragons from the underworld of of the hell. And it's just going to be this, you know, don't like give that idea up. Satan is very smart. He is very cunning. He is very... He knows what people want. He knows what people like. He's known that since the Garden of Eden, and he is going to use all of these ways in which to manipulate everybody out of being godly, and you've just got to reject it. That's literally, this is a test in your life to see how we all respond to all of it, and, you know, you get to choose 
truth. You get to choose God. You get to choose light or you get to choose Satan and darkness and lies. And really nobody can make that choice for you, but you. (laughs) 